Hey, Jay. Oh, hey, Tyler. How are you? Just lovely. I have a question for you. I can't wait yep. to, to give you an answer. Okay, so this question involves a little bit of explanation for our listeners. Yep. Uh, Mr. Fryer, are you? Uh, do you remember the Kool Aid Man? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I think I think the Kool Aid Man is fairly uh, ubiquitous within the zeitgeist, or at least was for a time. Let, let me stop uh, you here for a second, and just sure issue. Sure I don't I don't know if she's listening, uh, but a former youth uh, from my last church actually announced in youth group once that one of her biggest fears was the Kool-Aid man. Reasonable. That's reasonable. I mean, it could burst through any wall at any time. So, Jane, he, it, if you're so, listening, sorry. And this gets at kind of the weirdness of the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. So the Kool-Aid man, for those who are unaware, or maybe those who, who do not remember, uh, during the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. uh, and probably the 70s, actually, um, there was a marketing campaign for Kool-Aid, and it involved... Uh, a guy who did not have a name beyond this. It no. was just the Kool-Aid man. And he was a giant glass pitcher of Kool-Aid. Yeah. So and even to call him Kool-Aid man is a bit yeah. misleading. But that's what they called him was the Kool-Aid man. Right, right. And he would, someone would, like kids would just be in the house uh, kind of talking about how hot they were <laughs> or something and thirsty. And he would just break through the wall. He's giant. Um... Like a human being could probably fit inside this pitcher yeah. in the fetal position. Like yeah. this. I mean it's a it's a it's a man in a suit. Uh, so and he would just go, Oh yeah like that. Almost like Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, <laughs> who steps into a slim gym. And he uh, so but the, the and the face was basically drawn on mm-hmm. the side of the pitcher. Mm-hmm. So here is the question. Yeah. Is the Kool Aid man the pitcher or the Kool-Aid. Wow. I need to research something real quick. So again, as, you, as you're doing this, just to, to yeah. clarify for for our listeners in case you're not following, is is the substance of, of what we would call the actual Kool-Aid man. Mm-hmm. The pitcher of which he is contained within. Right. Or the Kool-Aid itself. Imagine the human being that we are. So am I my clothes? Or am I the human that fills those clothes? Or, I mean, I could get totally... Or am I the, the guts or the, the stuff that fills? I was going to so say... Is the pitcher akin to his clothing or his uh, exoskeleton, if you will? I, I would say, you know, uh, that that it could get even deeper than that. We could go to the soul inside the body. Mm-hmm. But looking at photographs on, on a quick Google search, the fact that his arms and legs are red... Uh, would lead me are to they red? The arms and legs are red. I have what? looked. Yeah. I'm also going to Google this. Conclusively. This is the most exciting kind of podcasting you can get yeah. is listening to people <laughs> Google things. I, I or Bing, I guess. If, yeah. If, if I, I, I got to say it's the liquid inside that is the actual substance of the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. His arms and legs are red. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's a funky picture in which... That also could be poured into, like uh, how you, sometimes you get those fancy wine glasses where the wine can actually pour into the neck of the, of the glass. Yeah, but I, th- I think even if that's true, I think that the very fact that the the epicenters of motion for him, the arms and the legs, yeah, are the same substance as the juice inside the pitcher, 
I'm gonna have to say it's the juice itself, plus the whole like soul that. argument too. Well, and also I, I do I stumbled into by using the word exoskeleton. He's clearly an invertebrate, uh, and that yes. he he has an exoskeleton regardless. So well, you think? Wait, you, you're saying that the the essence that he is the the pitcher? No, I'm saying he is the juice. He is the juice. Yep. And so the his arms and legs are they made of juice or are they made of pitcher? And then he fills them. It sure looks like in just about everything I'm seeing that they are also made of picture pitcher. Yeah. But that they're like f- a fancy like the like the neck of a fancy champagne. Right. Yeah. But then even there's a picture of the first one that comes up uh, from Wikipedia. Where he's wearing clothes. Where he's wearing clothes. (laughs) That wasn't part of the deal. That's like when Donald Duck wears pants. It's not, he doesn't feel naked until you have him like wrap himself in a towel and like cover his bathing suit area when when he doesn't have anything on. Like we all accept that the Kool-Aid man just exists in a world where he doesn't need clothes like a robot. Right. When you start to put clothes on the Kool-Aid man, it makes me question, was he naked up to this point? Gets a little weird. Was Donald Duck? Does Donald Duck need to be wearing pants? Is there a reason, like when he's not wearing pants, does that imply that he is just naked from the waist down? Because when he gets out of the out of the shower, he certainly wraps a towel around his yeah. waist. Yeah. By uh, the way, this is this whole conversation. In case we haven't had a, a really stupid question like this for quite a while, but this is uh, very much exactly what it's like to be on a lock-in, sitting at the table with all the youth leaders. Yes. Or or riding in a car with you. Like, this is the kind of stupid, pointless stuff that hanging around kids for um, for your job yeah. will, will will lead you to have these kind of pointless if, conversations. If, if fun for all lock-in happens this, this mm. spring, mm. I am sure you and I will sit near the soda love, machine with free refills. I love that the laboratory uh, folks will, will that, that you already... Uh, worked in it. It's, so a, we, uh, it's already planned. It's already there's a lot of people in youth ministry who uh, hate a lot of things about youth ministry, um, and I think that there's a lot to be exhausted about. But some of those, things, like if you hate dodgeball and pizza, like don't don't do youth ministry. Not not that you not that those two things are the foundations of what youth ministry are, but right. just in principle, like that kind of thing. And when people are like, oh, lock ins are the worst, like no, they're not. It, maybe you just do them wrong. Yeah. Like I think that's that's the difference. Yeah. It's I, there are some. Not all lock ins are equal. Uh, oh, no, no. There's some lock-ins that drive me to the point of madness. The fun for oh, all yeah. lock-in is not one of them. It's yeah. it's sheer well, delight. Fun for all is yeah, it's 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 like staying in a toy store overnight. Yeah. And it's it's great. Here's here's um, another question I have. Well, first of all, this is great by the way this opening question because Oh, good. <laughs> uh, as previously mentioned, one of my former students is scared of the Kool-Aid man and I've just now discovered they have a Funko Pop uh, figurine of the Kool-Aid nice. man. Which I will be purchasing and sending her way. Oh, nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but also, uh, here was where I thought this question was going. It, it popped into my head as we were discussing this. If the Kool-Aid man breaks through solid brick wall, why does the pitcher not shatter? Maybe because he's made out of, uh, what is that stuff? Pyrex. <laughs> that like super hard <laughs> cooking glass. Yeah, maybe that, that they use in like yeah they use it in like experiments and stuff. There is, he's he's tempered. That's what it is. <laughs> and he's bursting through stucco. Also, they, there's a really funny clip in Family Guy. Yep. I can't remember the last time I said that sentence. You know what? I, I thought about this. 
and it was the first episode. I have eidetic memory. It's the, the very first episode of Family Guy, oh. which I watched in college, and it was all downhill from there, except think, oh, for their I Star the Wars first, stuff. The first two or three seasons be, be, until they got canceled the first time which yeah. they were on for like a year and a half and then they got canceled that year and a half was was pretty great yeah uh, now it's just too it's it's I, don't, I can't is it still on I think it's still anyway uh, there's a point at which someone, they're like in a courtroom or something like that and someone's like oh no and then another person goes oh no and then the Kool-Aid man bursts through the window and goes oh yeah or bursts through the wall and then everyone just kind of looks at him and then he just slowly backs through the hole that he made in the wall it's so good and it was great and then also there was another time maybe it was Robot Chicken another show that was uh, funny in spurts and really gross <laughs> in, in other yeah. times but uh, I think it was in that where they're talking about how the Kool Aid Man is just destroying buildings, like just to get people Kool Aid. Like, let's deal with the repercussions. It's like yeah. talking about all the people on this on the Death Star who died, who had nothing to do with the Empire, who were just like contractors. This is this, con- this conversation in the we movie sh- Clerks. We should deal with the another uh, property thing that damage. Hold up, well, Clerks. Um, yeah, well, anything Kevin Smith it really doesn't. Man, again, I loved Clerks in uh, in college. I haven't seen Clerks in yeah. quite a while. It Clerks holds up a little better than the other Kevin Smiths only because it's bad. You can explain why the acting and everything is bad. Yeah. Like, as an idea, it's good. And you accept that it's like, oh, this is like a middle school play. Like, this is like, that's the level of acting we're getting. When he's, when that's still happening six movies in, <laughs> then you have to realize, like, oh, this guy's just like, he's got kind of one, one note. And yeah. uh, that's it. That's... And he doesn't, and, and it's all. Uh, like dirty jokes, like that's all that that's all Kevin Smith is, and, which I loved when I was playing. Yeah, uh, I I I fear going back and watching like Dogma. I haven't watched Dogma probably. I haven't. Years. I haven't either. But I still I loved I, Dogma. I'm gonna say it. this. This is pure memory from college days, Jay. So I I fully prepare to be wrong about this. Atlantis Morissette as God, who says nothing. Yeah, that holds up. I'm going to go oh, ahead and say that holds up. And I think that's the hard thing about Kevin Smith's stuff is that there was so much, there's so much redeemable stuff within each of his movies that it's really genuinely great. Like he needs to be a screenwriter that someone else, he needs to not be a director. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a screenwriter that someone else rewrites. Yep. <laughs> because he's got great scenes and some, some great dialogue, but he needs like a, an editor. Yeah. Uh, in all of his things, and he also thinks he's great on a level that is maybe a little, a little much. Uh, he's he's humble on certain things, but he also is like his biggest fan. It's just he, like he he's the kind of guy who wears shirts with his with his face on it. Yeah. Well, anyway, be, uh, as we get into this one, I'm Tyler, and I'm Jay, and this is rubbing, rubbing the, the pastor. pastor. recorded an episode already called the theology of 2020 and it's a it's a real fun episode yeah but we realized that actually life has happened 
and some relevant stuff has come up about. So we're actually that we'll we'll hear that episode next week. Coming and it'll soon. still be relevant there. But there's something there's an egregious thing that we are missing in that episode that we are not talking about that doesn't make any sense that we wouldn't have talked about because it's a very important. So right. that's why we're bumping this episode in front of that one. So when we get next week when you hear the theology of twenty twenty, it's actually not gonna refer to this at all. Uh, this is the know that we would have talked about it a lot. This yeah. is the essence of time travel. We are going yeah. to play a future episode before a past episode to make sense of the past episode that we forgot yeah. the future episode. It's quantum leap, which will yeah. also make sense to you later when you hear that episode. I forgot we talked about quantum leap. Yeah. Anyway, so we uh, now this is uh, not unlike um, a giant uh, pitcher shaped man with no brain bursting through <laughs> the wall of a place that he doesn't belong. That very uh, exact scene almost <laughs> played itself out in our country. Yeah. Uh, a red, red clothed people <laughs> breaking into places where they shouldn't be. Uh, I did not realize that question was going to match up. So Jay, what are we talking about? Uh, so we are talking about the theology of insurrection. Um, mm. So on, on Tuesday, we recorded a very fine episode uh, of Roughing the Pastor, and uh, we kind of knew uh, going into Wednesday. I don't even remember. I may have said something to you when we finished recording on Tuesday that that Wednesday may have been weird uh, or circus-like in its, in its execution, thinking that when I say that, that Congress was going to debate forever and ever and ever, and there were going to be long speeches and big, you know, grandiose things. Uh, so I said maybe maybe Wednesday might be a little crazy. Never in my wildest dreams. Well, that's, I don't know. The thing I said to my good friend Ed Sutter is, it is hard to believe how totally surprised and thoroughly unsurprised I was at the exact same time. Uh, that at about what, like 2 o'clock or so? On Wednesday, one, yeah, it started at one, yeah, but it like really hit at like two. Uh, the the presidents of these United States held a rally uh, on the front lawn of the White House uh, and told his supporters that they, he and the president together, were going to march up the street to the Capitol uh, to how do he put it? Encourage uh, our our senators into overturning the will of the uh, duly elected electors from each state. We did a whole episode on electors and the electoral college and mm. whatever. The process uh, that that should have happened on Wednesday should have been so boring that paint drying would have been a more entertaining option. Yeah, it's never really been challenged outside of just someone saying, I don't like it, like that. And, and even that, like, there was no precedent for it meaning anything, which is, I mean, it was, they were the most, the news and everybody and and historians were as gracious as they could be by saying, this is really pointless. Like, it, everything that's going to happen is yeah is pointless, and they're making it out to seem like it's a has a point. It, 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 it was procedural. And every Presbyterian pastor ever knows exactly what Wednesday was. Uh, it, it, it was the cloture motion vote, blah, blah, blah. Yeah boring like it's a done deal it's a set in stone thing but uh again as as a end result of that rally where the president sent his followers up the street uh to the capitol hill to protest uh and that's a word that i'm going to stop using when describing this this event yeah. uh, from here on out under the pretense of protest right uh would they estimate like 20,000 30,000 people went to the capitol yeah something like that 
and uh, stormed in, and straight up took down the Capitol. Uh, brought a halt Burst through walls. Yeah, broke uh, windows. Like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> climbed up. Uh, and, and so I mean, there is what actually happened, what they actually accomplished, and then what they symbolically accomplished. And then what it means. What they actually accomplished, I think, is is pretty important to note. Absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. No, they delayed yeah. the vote. Things were accomplished, but nothing, nothing positive. No, they, they, they. If their intent was to go in and change any kind of outcome from what it was preordained to be at the beginning of that day, they accomplished nothing. I mean, the, legitimately, the only thing they accomplished were that there were several Republican senators who were going to vote against accepting it that then accepted it right so they it was the opposite of what <laughs> what they, they, they turned some the people around on that. Was. yeah the symbolism of it all i was in this office uh trying to write a sermon which that that stopped happening the image that that really stopped me from doing any other work the rest of the day was for the first time ever in american history someone carried the confederate flag yeah. Through the halls of the United States Capitol, and that someone someone pointed out though that like when they said that's the first time that flag has ever been in there, except for all of the southern states that had it as part of their their right. flag, like South Carolina. Like right. let's not forget that we have a history of accepting that flag it's, as, as it's, okay. It's found its way in there to to be yeah. carried in there by an insurrectionist uh, rioter was was I think uh, order of magnitude a little bit more more difficult to watch. Um, yeah. There were uh, protesters who sat in the well of both the House and the Senate, if I remember correctly. They might not have gotten in the House. They might only have gotten in the Senate. Um, no, they got into both. Did they get in both? They got on the floor of the, in house? the House. In the House is where they had the shootout. Yeah. Five people uh, have lost their lives as a result of this, including a mm. rioter uh, and, and a Capitol Hill police officer. And then three other people that they haven't really gotten into who they were. What the three others they say were for pre-existing things. So I think it was like heart attacks. Yeah. Um, the the protester got shot when she was told not to continue through where she was. And I think she was armed. Yeah. Um, they actually the released policeman... video of that if you want to like really despair for humanity. Oh, wow. Uh, there's moments. And there's... the policeman was like attacked by protesters with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Like yeah. and beaten with a with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, it, it it was it was not our shiniest moment as a nation to to say mm. the very very least about it. Um, well, and and th- what I saw, someone I think this is on Twitter. Someone had had put put it in a way that made um, that I hadn't thought. Like this was the best way to explain how I felt about it. Was um, I am surprised I. I I'm not surprised at all that this happened, but I'm surprised at how much it hurts. Yeah. Like that on one level, like I've been waiting for this to happen for four years. Like this is, this seems like the natural, um, what has, this is the fire we've been playing with for four years has been this. And so I fully expect that the fact that it happens two weeks away from the end of this presidency is, uh, not lost in terms of irony. But so on one level, not being surprised at all by it, but still being surprised by how how 
angry it made me, how sad it made me, how uh, hard it was. The uh, particularly the and one of the, one of the hardest things about it was the response, the police response to it. Just seeing people just mill around like they're at a music festival, yeah. just walking through. Like you know, they are more strict in the capital when you're on a school tour than they were with the people once i mean there and i'm thinking specifically of the one shot uh of people just walking through like the statuary room yeah um where there was uh and it's just like down there there were kind of velvet rope like tranchions uh, stanchions whatever those poles are <laughs> uh like right the down bank, the middle right? of it yeah 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 and people were walking like down the down the road or down the down the hall um and they were just filing through and it was like a a close circuit close circuit shot of it um and and they were showing it and even on the news when at fir- when they first showed it someone said oh they must be th- there they are filing out like the the police must have ushered them in and then someone says no they're actually that's walking in and the the reporter was like what yeah because it was just completely unencumbered and you see capitol police there just observing it yeah. like they and, and in that point and i know that there were uh that there was uh there was resistance there were um officers who were really trying their best to stop the situation they were unarmed like they were ill-equipped yeah. on every level but to see the way in which they just kind of allowed it like watched it burn um was really again on one level not surprising but on another level uh, incredibly disappointing and demoralizing. Well, that that's the part that's surprising to me, and that's uh, you know, someone said on the news today that you know four people died in the attack on the uh, U.S. consulate in Benghazi, and we had hmm. we had how many hearings and investigations, and which even in, people who have no idea what Benghazi was about, which is kind of me, I don't yeah. really know, but just the word Benghazi, like oh yeah, that was a bad. What happened in Benghazi was bad. Right. Uh, so we only have one, four people died. Only four people wow. died. And so we have one more death uh, coming off of this. So by all means, I think this thing needs to be investigated f- oh, yeah. to death. And, well, one, and something like a thousand people were arrested for uh-huh. the Black Lives Matter protest after Freddie Gray was killed. Like that. Um, what are we up to now? Like 80 people from the. Bar- I think it was it was 50 when I heard last, but it may be up to 80 at yeah. this point. Also, but, I mean, as long as we're playing the perspective game, four thousand people died of COVID two days ago. Two hundred ninety thousand, or two two thousand nine hundred people died on nine eleven. Yeah. So we are losing more than like a nine and eleven and a half every day. Yeah. From COVID, yep. and people are like, meh, you know, it's like the flu. Well, that's no, uh, well. That, that, so, man, this is going to be a tough one to edit for you because <laughs> I, I, I keep bouncing around. Uh, that was back to something you said earlier of like, why did this one hurt so much? I was thinking in talking to Sarah about this, there's a scene from the West Wing, which you'll get to eventually, you know, whenever you get to it. Um, As soon as as I get through Night Court. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm on season four. But there's an attempt on the president body man uh, life who happens to be an African-American man. Uh, and one of the staffers is having a hard time with it. And he says, I've seen shootings before. I don't know why this one bothers me so much. And the president replies, it's because it's not, it wasn't a shooting. It was a lynching. Uh, and, and that's why it feels different. I've seen protests before. I've seen riots before. Uh, 
and, and they don't bother me the way that what, what happened on Wednesday did. It was an insurrection. People were trying yeah. to go in and overthrow the electedly or the rightfully elected government of the United States. That was their intent, pure and simple, was to stop the democratic process. Yeah. In favor of what and that that's and, and that's impose not a their pro- own reality, their own their own narrative. Yeah. In in place of reality. Yep. Like it it all comes down to like this election was was lost by all like and the most examined and recounted and by all yep. data points to it being one of the most secure elections ever yep. and um, that there was zero significant tampering that here's this is the result of the election and it's, there's a, a percentage of the population that just cannot accept that as a reality so they've created a narrative which with which they are willing to go to town for like that. And I think in on top of that, what made it hurt so bad for me was that it wasn't Charlottesville. Like it wasn't when you see like Nazis carrying torches, yelling uh, anti-Semitic things. um, That's what you think of bad guys. Like you think that that's, but this was more like a, um, Kenny Chesney concert. Yeah. Like it was just, there were some people doing violent, angry, yelling things, plenty, but the majority of people were just casually walking through and with the same goal, but just the, the entitlement that was on display was like, there was no fear of the cops because there was no anticipation that any resistance from the police would be legitimate. Right. And the fact that that was so that, that, bore out to be so true was so frustrating and to yeah. see like the guy walking proudly with that confederate flag through the halls of congress like it wasn't secretly snuck in like there was uh a a woman uh who was awesome who uh climbed up uh on um in south carolina she climbed up the flagpole and ripped down the confederate flag and had to do that in a sneaky way yeah like this was when it was still uh, in front of the um in front of the, the Capitol building. And, um, and, and I think she even replaced it with another flag, which she kind of had to have secretly too. But this was not like, there's nothing secret about this. The, the guy, the picture of the guy like waving happily as he stole the podium from Nancy Pelosi's office. Uh, the guy who's dressed like in a Chewbacca bikini, who's just parading through everything with war paint on like that. Just the sense of like, you can't tell me what to do. And not because I'm doing something righteous, but just because I am, I don't like what you're doing. Yep. Like there's no, it's different than the Black Lives Matter protests or the Million Man March protest or or even pro-life protests. I mean, like the, it's not just a, the left protests are good and the right protests, but what? like very conservative protests that are legitimately about something. This is not about anything. Yeah. And I, I want to take this moment too to, to say you know, I, I'm always kind of a little weary of of left right labels in the first place, because uh, I, I know some very good Republican people that looked at what happened on Wednesday and are as disgusted, if not more so, than I am. This is just something totally absurd that has been stoked by a particular side of the partisan. Like I, I won't take that away from it. Uh, one side has been feeding these fires while the other side's been trying to dial it down, um, but. To have such a tepid response from law enforcement, to not anticipate that that could have been a thing, 
Like I, I, every excuse I've heard so far about how that was allowed to happen from a law enforcement side falls flat on its face for me. And that's again, yeah. I'm back to, I need investigate. I want to know why they were so unprepared. Was it an intentionally unprepared thing? Was it an accidental unprepared? Who someone's asleep at the switch? Like why are governors calling up and offering the guard and people are saying no? Yeah. What 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 happened? Yeah. So here's here's my so creative writing Tyler. Hi, yeah. I'm creative writing Tyler. I uh I used to write a lot of stuff and I don't anymore. I'm kind of um, surprised you showed up instead of history Tyler today. But go uh, on, history on. Tyler. History Tyler's a pushover. I'm creative <laughs> writing Tyler. I like the Twilight Zone. Uh, so the uh, creative writing Tyler though has a very Twilight Zone interpretation of this. This is like late at night when I can't get to sleep and uh, I can't stop thinking about it. Here's my uh, so that this is not the darkest timeline. So this is a multiverse kind of, uh, again, time travel thing. Whoa. So in the darkest timeline, mm -hmm. something far worse happened. Because think about this. One, I think that there's a very interesting conversation to be had about the Second Amendment, which, I, uh, so let's put a pin in that. Let's please. Um, and, I mean, but for to be removed before we're done with this episode. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to talk about the Second Amendment, guess right, we're gonna. <laughs> um, so this, uh, again, thinking of Charlottesville, something like that. Um, when you get active violence, like it is a it is a, an all-out riot, um, that level of violence was what was advertised as being necessary. Mm -hmm. So imagine if if the way in which when the the Capitol Police, as they have been for Black Lives Matter rallies, as they were when they gassed the protesters so that Trump could go stand in front of that church and hold a Bible upside down. Like that, uh, <laughs> that, so when they're wearing like Starship Troopers outfits, like right. cosplay military space force people, had they been armed like that, which is appropriate in a sense. So first, I mean, so many qualifiers. I am utterly a pacifist unapologetically. Yep. I used to just kind of assume, but now I'm actively, I'll call myself that. So if you're like, you're a pacifist, absolutely. I don't think war is ever good. Right. I, don't, I don't, I don't think that there, uh, there's no just war. Every war just ends in people dying, and that's bad. I understand that there's a reason why we fight them, and there's a nuance. It's not just that easy, but we should still strive to be something. We we should strive to be pacifists, and especially as children of God. Jesus tells us to turn the other cheek. Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And we shouldn't fear death. Like, if you don't fear death, then you have nothing to fight against like that. Anyway, um, so uh, I don't think that the response... I don't think that police should ever be dressed like Starship Troopers. Um, but if ever there was a situation where that Starship Trooper outfit was appropriate, yeah, that was it would it. be against active militias, like people who call themselves militias, who you know are going to be armed, who you know are um, threatening the lives. Like there was, a, there was a gallows with a noose hanging from it that was constructed in broad daylight yeah. in front of the Capitol. And the guy who built it said, we're going to pull the lawmakers out here and we're going to stack them four by four. Like they were this, there were many in the crowd who wanted this to be best deal day. Like the storming of the best deal in the French revolution. Hi, I'm history. I'm history Tyler. I knew you'd show up eventually. <laughs> the best deal was the French revolution was a true revolution. The American revolution wasn't true revolution because the ruling class in America was still the ruling class in America at the end of the thing. But in the French revolution, the bourgeoisie, which is where you would get the phrase bougie, which yep. is middle class, uh, they took over the the they went to the Bastille, which is where all 
the guns and artillery were stored in Paris, and they, I think in Paris, and they, they stormed in, they killed all the soldiers, and they took all the guns, and then they went to the upper class and either killed them all with the guillotine or ran them out of town. So there was no more upper class. That's a revolution right? Um, in the textbook sense of it. That is what many in this crowd were anticipating was going to happen. So here's where, again, creative writing Tyler is back. Hi, everybody. Um, so a big <laughs> studio you've got over there. I know. There's just so many of them. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, creative writing Tyler comes, comes in and has this idea. What if... So if the if the Capitol Police had been fully armed in a way that would have made sense, mm-hmm. what would that have done to these Proud Boys and 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 they the people who came armed to the teeth? The guy who had a van full of Molotov cocktails didn't fill his van with Molotov cocktails for people who are just going to let you walk through the velvet ropes right into the the uh, the House of Representatives. They were ready for warfare. Yeah, and so. If 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 that if that in the darkest timeline the warfare happens an actual shootout happens at the Capitol, uh, and like think of the damage that that would have done to the country forever. Yeah, like that would have been irreparable. That would have been actually the most predictable. Like that's what I thought was going to happen, and especially that's that's certainly what all of the senators thought was going to happen and and representatives because they got down in their seats they they hid everybody they wore their like space bags on their head yeah <laughs> uh, in case <laughs> like it was and it was legitimately scary and they had yeah. to like get pence out of there and there were people threatening that but in terms of what actually happened very little actually happened in terms of the the potential for tragedy that it could have been yeah um, that's that's so my so, so the the theme it the the uh, the whole concept that it took me now probably what 15 minutes to explain is what if a time traveler came back in time and just like told all the Capitol police to just not come in that day like that because they realized like if we do this it'll be bad but yeah. only five people will die instead of 1500 well, and that's... which then rips the country into civil war like this could have started a civil war easy and and we're not done necessarily but no and that's, didn't. that's a legitimate reason to to have de-escalated things I don't think that's why they didn't do anything. I don't either, especially because... In the way that it played out, yeah. If that were true, somebody would have grabbed a news conference the day, the minute after everything was settled down and said, here's what happened and here's why we did what we did. The fact mm-hmm. that we haven't heard from anybody yet is still kind of shocking. We're nearly a yeah, week... Everybody's, everybody's resigned is yeah. what happened. Yeah, So, which suggests to me just... Clearly that was not the plan. Pure yeah. failure of leadership. Uh, it is. It is not... A whole lot, but mildly comforting that it could have been much worse than it was. Oh, way worse. Way Almost any worse. scenario would have been. I mean, you get a hundred people thought you get any actual shootout. Like there were guns drawn, there was one person shot. Yeah. That and I'm sure that there were thousands of guns in the cat. I'm sure almost every person that was there had a gun on them. Yeah. And I know that that's probably over overstating the the fact, but. Um, and we'll talk about that in, a, in a, just a little bit when we get to the Second Amendment. But that yeah. that the fact that that didn't happen is probably I mean, that's an answer to prayers that we didn't know we were praying for. Yeah, right. I did tell my secretary. So, again, I was watching this all in this office uh, and determined conclusively that my secretary, who is in the office directly behind me here, cannot hear what I say in this room because I just sat here staring at the screen going, oh, my God. 
uh, over and over again. And she had no idea that anything was happening until I got she up and left. And I said, yeah, right. And I said, <laughs> uh, I said, well, enjoy the apocalypse. And she went, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, come look at this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So secure office that I have. That's another silver lining in all of this. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, well, it's nice to be built in a, like a bomb shelter, like these old houses, these old churches are with yeah. the thick concrete walls. Yeah, yeah. So the Second so, Amendment is a piece of the Second conversation. Amendment. Yeah. Uh, Second it, Amendment, the freedom of the press. No, nope. um, it says that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> Second Amendment is the you don't have to have soldiers stay at your house. Again, a good amendment, but that's not number two. Uh, yeah, that's not number two. Oh, I can tell you the Second Amendment off the top of my head. It is the uh, the right. To bear arms for a, re- a well-regulated militia. Yeah. Um, and that whole phrase is important. And the whole phrase is important, and the context is important. So, hello, everybody. I'm History Tyler again. Hey. Uh, that comes from a time where there was no no active military, and very pu- many places did not have active um, police forces. So the idea, the very socialist idea, actually, of having a uh, an organized police force that is paid for by taxes that will serve everybody rather than private security, which is the capitalist way of doing things. Um, but an idea that we all have a police force that ideally, theoretically, cares for, serves and protects every citizen. Very socialist idea. Uh, but that that idea didn't exist when the Constitution was written and didn't there was no assumption that it would exist. And even the, the military, there's no standing military. There's just a military when you need a military. Right. And that each state may have militias, but that shouldn't determine what the, what the right to bear arms, what the Second Amendment was about was saying that you shouldn't have to wait for your state or your area to prevent you from creating your own militias. And really what it was saying was that as states... The states have the right to create what we now say is the National Guard, but each state can have its own military force so that the government can't take over the states. Almost all of the the amendments were there still with the idea that each state is independent of the federal government to a degree. Like that the federal government is this overarching thing, but there's still states' rights, right? uh, which was the big kind of push back the North versus South in terms of the construction of the, of the Constitution, things like that. What was not assumed was that every single citizen had the right to have guns that were military grade yeah. for protecting themselves or shooting people or things like that. Now, it was just assumed also that hunting weapons were not necessarily like it was just assumed everybody would have a musket everybody would have something like that what we're talking about are war weapons of war yeah which are kind of long range shots and stuff like that and yes muskets and swords and stuff like that could be confiscated they had been confiscated by um, the British Empire places of the British Empire what they're saying is this is saying is that the the empire cannot do that basically the government can't become um, a monarchy like like the king of England had been and so each of the states has the right to form its own military force, whether that's a localized police force, a statewide kind of militia force, or what eventually becomes the federal, uh, the defense, yeah. the army and the navy and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 one of my favorite facts, the reason I wanted to pull up the exact wording of this is the first three words in the Second Amendment are a well 
regulated yep. militia. Yep. <laughs> it, it is the Second Amendment is not free reign to own as many guns as you could possibly no. get your hands on as a private citizen. It's that this there there's to be regulation in this. It's right there. Yeah, well <laughs> they, regulated. They, well regulated, like extremely well regulated. Um, I so, I can safely say that nothing that happened on Wednesday. No. From the constitution of the militia, I put in air quotes, to the weapons they were carrying, none of it was well regulated. Like that. So, yeah. So here's my devil's advocate. Um, devil's, second a- question. devil's advocate, Tyler. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Devil's Advocate, Tyler. It's nice I feel to like see he you. lives uh, under the basement, like you know, like sub. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you just rent all the videos you can from the from the library and then burn them and then uh, like burn copies of it and you can get a Napster. I like Sarah. Sarah's going to come after you, man. <laughs> Sarah's going to come after you. Uh, the uh, Napster. I like that, that. That's my relevant reference. The devil's advocate. <laughs> you can get free music on the internet. Why don't you, why don't you get yourself wire. some LimeWire? Yeah, <laughs> get some Kazaa. Yeah. So uh, I think my virus, so, my computer got a virus just saying that. In just hearing the vicinity that. Yeah. Of, I, I yeah. downloaded twenty songs by Weird Al Yankovic that are not actually about Weird Al Yankovic. Um, so the, uh, uh, the, the point that I would push back is that looking at this, so for all of those, for, for the heavy advocates of the second amendment, um, for the sake of the right to bear arms for well-regulated militia who like the, the whole point is that we need to have this right so that the government cannot take over. Right. This would be the situation in which if the government was legitimately taken, if, if all of the QAnon theories were true, mm-hmm. let's say the, the most the, the most milk toast QAnon theories, that, that this is a stolen election. So the, the Trump theories, let's, let's right. maybe separate those two, although I don't think you can separate them. No, they're, um, they're pretty well tangled. Trump's conspiracy theory that the election was stolen, if that was true, and the intent of these people were to go to the Capitol to force that the revolts of these senators and 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 representative of the Congress to to create an illegal president, a fake president, by electing Joe Biden, who had not been elected according to this conspiracy theory, um, and they were going to use their force to change stuff for the better. I'm not. So that is the exact situation that advocates of this, the strongest advocates of the Second Amendment are uh, using as their illustration as to why this is necessary. Yep. I don't think that there's anyone who who would feel who regrets that a gunfight was not uh, activated yeah. in in this. And yet, that's exactly the situation that people are supporting in theory when they say that the second amendment is essential so that the government cannot tell us what to do um so my kind of devil's advocate pushback is that so why do we need the second amendment and i think that it's it's one of those questions where it kind of falls apart when you take it to its natural logical progression is that the natural the natural logical result of the of that argument of the second amendment is exactly what happened yeah. on epiphany on the sixth <laughs> which, uh, the timing yeah. of which is not lost on me uh entirely yeah. well and, and that, that takes me to two points that that i think might help us try and land a very unlandable airplane uh that, that we need to have lots more discussion on 
First is this. Um, I, I quite firmly believe that we as American Christians are at our best dual citizens. Um, that, that, that at most you can say, I am a citizen of the kingdom of God and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And there are huge tension points between those two where you are necessarily going to have to choose where your allegiance is. And I think the Second Amendment is at, if not the top of that pile. Is it legal in America for you to have a weapon to defend your house, your home? Your Yeah, it's legal. That is that is part of your citizenship in the kingdom of or in the in the in the American system. Is that a part of the Jesus movement? No. Like yeah. no. everything is permissible, not everything is beneficial. It, like if, even that. If someone makes a demand of you for your coat, give them your cloak as well. Like do not resist an evil doer. That those yeah. are the words of Jesus. Yeah. That stand directly opposed to this idea of having weapons is totally okay for the defense well, of your I, home. I, 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 I want to throw this in there uh, as a pre-Twitter question, so hopefully we'll remember during the, the credits. But this is a serious Twitter question. I yeah. mean it legitimately. This is not like a see if you can find it. Like uh, I, I did this a couple years ago, and I every once in a while I still want to hear. I would love to hear biblical support uh-huh. for owning a gun. Yeah, that's. I mean, and I, and again, I I am fully. Uh, I don't. I have not found it in there. Um, and I found lots to the contrary, uh, but but I I would love for folks to, because so many Christians are so bedrock support of right to bear arms. What was what's the one that you know? There's one I got to figure out which gospel it's in when they finish the Last Supper. Oh, yep, yep. And the where the, he's like, yeah, two swords are enough. Yeah, two swords are enough. Yeah, but it it's almost immediately undone. It's the same one where he's like, why are you doing that? Like yeah. when when Peter starts killing people, he's like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, mm-hmm. it's that that you that verse only works when you take it out of the context of the rest of that story right. of how of what happens when they use those swords and Jesus is like, "What is wrong with you? Right. Have you not been with me this whole time that yeah. you would think that I that killing people is is one? You're a terrible aim. You cut that guy's ear off." And two, or he's really why? great aim. I choose to believe <laughs> the true. latter that that was the actual intended. You can't hear anything. <laughs> That was the intended punishment doled out by Peter in that moment. But no, if that's the if that's the verse you're going to hang that entire argument on, that's a real flimsy hook. Because uh, mm-hmm. again, it's one you have verse. To actively ignore so many other verses that yeah. contra- are, it, are in contrast to that. It's one verse in the midst of thousands, and also mm-hmm. it gets more or less undone by Jesus Himself moments yeah, later in the, in the, in the text. same story. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. So no, I, I I don't see it. But then that leads you to... Wait, that said, though, legitimately, I'm not trying to start fights. No. I want to hear Christian rationales for the support of the Second Amendment. I'm very interested and intrigued by that. I have not found it myself anything in, engaging, and and the support that I've had has to come outside of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear it come from inside the Bible. And incidentally, again, I don't know if this is at the end. We can talk about this or not. Th- th- that is encouraging respectful disagreement that mm-hmm. is the american way mm-hmm. uh, to have a discussion uh, discourse yeah i i'm sure not everybody sees the world the way i do i'm sure not everybody sees their faith the same way i do that doesn't mean we pick up guns and go to storm the capital that means we sit down and we talk it out uh and and the utter refusal to do that 
in so many areas of American life has led to things like Wednesday, where we feel like there are people that feel like they have no other choice, which is just absurd, right? Like, so yeah, if we say something you disagree with, before you click unsubscribe <laughs> to the podcast, hit us up. Yeah, either right, either get us uh, on Twitter or or call us or text us or whatever. Like, I'm open to have these disagreements. Uh, I think they should be based in fact and logical thinking, but you know, like it discourse is the way to go forward. So yeah. one, one thing that may help us, uh, we've already, uh, the captain's put on the, the fasten your seatbelts light. We are, the plane is landing. Yeah. Uh, one thing to, to help, uh, my, my pilot, uh, Jay Fryer uh, as co-pilot, I'm coming this on because he had to go. This is your captain speaking. Uh, this is your co-captain speaking. Yeah. Uh, and uh, talking about the idea of insurrection. So as the yes. theology of insurrection, uh, Google tells me that insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this is that the Bible does give us this choice. Yeah. Uh, and this choice is directly reflected uh, in the passion narrative where the people of Jerusalem are given a choice by Pilate. Who do you want to let go? Do you want to let go of this guy, Jesus, who has said that he's going to destroy the temple, has told you to love your neighbor, has told you to pray for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you? Or do you want Barabbas? who an is insurrectionist. Yeah. Who is an insurrectionist who is not the baby-eating murderer that we often think of him. He was in jail for murdering Romans. Yeah. He fought against the Roman government. He was a zealot, which is uh, someone who is one of the superheroes of the people of Judah. Like the, that he was fighting to get rid of the Roman government. And so that's exactly what everyone expected Jesus to do. Yep. And even the word, the name Barabbas means son of Abbas, son of the father. So you can have the son of the father, Jesus, <laughs> or the son of the father, Barabbas, which Messiah do you want? Right. Do you want the Messiah who's going to die for everyone and eliminate the need for war? Or do you want the Messiah who's the, the action hero revenge killer that you wanted Jesus to be? And they, without exception, say, give us Barabbas. Yep. What do we do with Jesus? Kill him. We don't need that guy. We well, got our superheroes who are going to come in, guns blazing, ready to take down the bad guys. And that's that. That you couldn't have teed me up for my my runway approach any better, uh, co-pilot. Because was I offended that the uh, Confederate flag was in the Capitol? Yes. Was I offended that the lawful counting of electors was interrupted for a few hours? Yes. Was I offended that people lost their lives in this senseless thing? Yes. What offended me most on two levels was the sign that kept getting shown on on television, Jesus mm-hmm. twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the protest outside the Capitol. And Capitol. Jesus saves. And Jesus saves. Yeah. Which well, is like having a peace sign. It's the <laughs> Jesus the 2020 that. that really got me because when yeah. I was at home fuming about it, Sarah pointed out that it was in fact 2021. So the dude, <laughs> br- brother needs to update his sign. Uh, but I, and again, reasonable people can disagree about politics and call themselves Christians. Reasonable people can take positions on the left and the right and call themselves Christians. I unequivocally believe Jesus wants no part in anything that happened at that Capitol building on Wednesday. Oh, absolutely. No 
part at all. There is no room in the kingdom of God for insurrection. There's no room in the kingdom of God for violence. There's no room in the kingdom of God for taking another person's life because for no other reason than you just disagree with them on what tax policy. Like, well, and it all comes down to hate and fear. Yes. Like fear of you're going to take away my way of life and hate of the potential people who will benefit from any change on my part. Jesus would have had nothing to do with what happened at that Capitol on Wednesday. Again, disagree with me if you'd like. I'd love to hear the the rationale on that one. Uh, but I, I can't find in Scripture any place that suggests, and that the Good Friday narrative is a perfect example that Jesus isn't the insurrection type. No, Jesus, not at all. Jesus is the lay down your life in the face of obscene injustices, even if you are falsely accused what lay down your life and don't resist the evildoer and don't take up the sword because this is the kingdom kingdom way yeah jesus is a pacifist whether you like that or not sure yeah. and there's a lot of christians who really don't like that which yeah. is why we have so many violent images of jesus uh and the second and the idea of the second coming being this this all-out apocalyptic war that we really the barabbas that they wanted the first time yeah is coming back and yeah. that's not true What's well, you know, it was it, uh, either Tony Campola or somebody, somebody smart said that, you know, God creates us in, our, in his image and we continue to try and create God into ours. Uh, we would much rather have the insurrectionist Jesus because that's what fits our narrative than yep. to have to change our narrative to fit the kingdom image. And that's just, that's a bedrock sin. Yeah. And that's why we die to self yeah. and, uh, are resurrected in Christ. Which, so, I mean, to that point, I think part of all of this is, you know, in the spirit of where's my blame in this? Because I think, uh, you know, everybody's very quick to hop on blaming somebody else, and I understand yep. that, and that's, that's fine. Where's my blame in this? Like, I think it's back to that dialogue uh, and that conversational attitude, not just with people who agree with me, um, is a piece of this. For as much as I, I, I can unequivocally say that insurrection is wrong, uh, I can unequivocally say that violence is wrong, uh, and, and that, you know, I don't know that if we had just talked more, there wouldn't have been what happened on Wednesday. But talking is where I can put my boots on the ground right now to reach out to people with whom I disagree and say, what are you thinking in all of this, and how can I love mm -hmm. you best? Because that's... And listening. Talking yeah. and listening. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that very much needs to be because man, man, we don't know that was that the beginning of something or the end of something on mm -hmm. Wednesday, uh, and that's mm -hmm. a that's a question that'll keep you up at night these next couple weeks. Um, but but in the meantime, what our role, what's our role in all of this moving forward? I think a big piece of it is learning to have those difficult conversations with each other and hear each other out. question for twitter uh we got a couple one is the kool-aid man the kool-aid or or the jar which is the Two. most important question we asked this whole episode oh, let's absolutely. just be clear about yeah, that yeah the whole thing it should be the theology of the kool-aid man <laughs> uh, two if you have any any christian justifications for owning a gun or for war we'd love to hear it. and we legitimately would love to hear it not in a trolling kind of like why don't you tell us stupid like no that. While I have not found it, that does not mean that my knowledge of Scripture and of God is paramount. Um, 
man this phrase and is, without flaw. This phrase has been totally ruined by that guy that, that put up the uh, booth that said, Pop-Tarts or ravioli changed my mind. Legitimately, try to change my mind. Right? Like, yeah. le- legitimately, if, if there is an argument for Christian gun ownership from the pages of Scripture, and I'm not tuned into it, I want to be. Uh, so, change my mind. Change my mind. Ravioli has to be pasta. <laughs> just your 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 the the notion of that is hilarious but as flawed from the beginning as i was throwing that out there i knew it would sidetrack us in ways that we couldn't recover from <laughs> all right well uh the the captain has turned off the seatbelt sign so you are free to move about the cabin yes indeed. Uh, have a wonderful week hopefully there will be no more pressing news and we can talk about something very simple and disney plus related for next week Hey. Uh, but until then, I've been Tyler. I've been Jay. And this has been Roughing, Roughing the Pastor. Pastor. For gate changes and.